comes right in hand of what we've been uh, talking about over the weeks. If you, um, we'll catch you up real quick. If, uh, where we have launched from uh, the first of the year is that we, uh, we, we, took, we took a look at this verse that, that's in Matthew. It's at the very end, and it's where Matthew is, is talking about how Jesus is telling <laughs> the boys to go and make disciples. And he's saying, you know, and as you go, as you go, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, right? And so, but the thing that we noticed right after that is he didn't specifically say how to. And so from that point on until even tonight, and quite honestly until we kind of feel that it's time to to transition on and it may not ever be, is that we're going to continue to talk about that and discuss it and chat about it with each other and remind each other that you have this incredible DNA that only you have. And in that DNA that God was so purposed in putting that DNA in you that when going with others that you make disciples and you live and love outrageously. And so the question a lot of time becomes how? Well, what's He telling you? How is He telling you to go and love on folks and and so the very first thing we had to really do was just kind of define well what does that really mean making disciples and and we courageously just kind of asked that out into the into the crowd a few weeks ago and all of us have a little bit of a different definition or mindset of what that looks like that's your dna there's no wrong way to live out jesus if, if your motive, gang, is to live out Jesus, you can't mess that up. You can slay that person that you're comparing yourself to, and when your motive is to love folks outrageously, it's, it's a home run. Release the results. And just say, I, this is the most crazy thing, Lord, that you're ever asking me to do. But when you go through and follow through it, you'll feel this peace that just overwhelms you. But you can't feel that peace until you go through the awkwardness. Kayla would never feel what she's feeling right now had she not pressed through herself and displayed Him within moment and showing that, Lord, You're bigger than me. I'm going to elevate You here and I'm going to pray this beautiful prayer out here. Right? She's cut loose. Now when somebody comes up and asks her, say, hey, Kayla, will you pray? Man, yeah, let's go. Right? And that's what, that's what these, all these weeks have been about. So in, in, in the midst of that, what we've been doing is we've been bringing folks in to say this is how they live life. This is if you were to follow them throughout the week, this is how you would see them make disciples in their everyday life. You remember we started out with Jamie and, and, and she's in China right now. And quite honestly, the country has um, registered her phone. She's in a different deal. But she's over there making disciples. She's over teaching. So to, to kind of strip that back, what she's doing is this is what this looks like to love folks in an orphanage where people are giving kids up in the name of Jesus. That's what she's doing. 
And so then the Jordans came up and, and you listened to how they were saying, we're living out how God has called us out, invited us out into living life with folks intentionally, day in and day out. And it gets hard. It gets crazy hard. And so that's when the words on the book start coming alive and going, I've got to send you a helper. And so we've been connecting those. And then next week, the Falks are going to come up here. That's going to be crazy, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be their DNA. And the thing about it is, is so why are we doing that, Bibbo? It's to show that it's not a program. So many times in the barns that I've ever been around, and they're all good, gang, it's whatever. If a program connects with your DNA, knock it out. Plug in the videotape, let it rip, and go wear it out. But at some point, you got the, the love of Jesus will get you up and out and moving. And it looks outrageous to a culture. It looks outrageous to a county. It looks outrageous to a city. It looks outrageous in your home. It looks outrageous in your apartment. And so that's what we're going to see tonight. Really, it's Colossians. I I love this verse here. Um, You can go there if you want. It's uh, Colossians 3. So you have your screen. It's Colossians 3, verse 16. It says, Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom He gives. And so right out of the gate, we reminded ourselves, we were saying that the Holy Spirit of Christ within us is the one teaching us and guiding us. And I thought a beautiful display of that was a couple of weeks ago at Unplugged when the guys pulled together and and Matthew shares the message of Christ in his life. No one can take that away from you, gang. No one. That's your experience. That's how you live life. And the Christ within you moving, they can't take that away. There's no debate. You you can't say, well, I think in the Hebrew it looks like this, or in the Greek it looks like that. There's none of that. Say, bro, that's my life. This is how Christ has penetrated my heart. And so tonight, what I I think we'll do is that we'll look at the feeding. Because when we're living life with one another and we're counseling and we're living life and we're receiving and we're giving, it's this feeding, if you will. Alright? And so the scene I want to go to, it's over in John. And by this time, it's over in John and it's in chapter 20. And we're going to look right at the very end of it, real brief. But when you get there, just kind of land at 21. But just to kind of set this up, John chapter 20. All right. So by the time we get here, Jesus has emptied the tomb. Mary has run to the tombs, found that it's empty. She's come back and she's tried to find the boys and she has and she found Simon Peter. She said the tomb's empty. I believe she said it a whole lot more uh, demonstrative than that. But she said, this thing's empty, and let's get going. Let's run. Can you imagine how fast? I just can't. 
So anyway, they've done that. They've run there. They've run back, and they're still in there in the room. And then all of a sudden, here in uh, 21, we see Jesus in verse 20 right before it. Jesus pops in. They're behind locked doors. They're still fearful for their lives. They're scared to death. Jesus comes in in verse uh, 21, right before it, He says, Peace be with you. And He is showing the holes in His body. And then again in verse 21, He says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent Me, so I am sending you. And then I love this right here, right after it, gang. Look at 22. Then He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus is feeding Him. Now, here's a question for you to participate in. The Holy Spirit that Jesus breathed on the boys in that moment when they were scared to death, is that Holy Spirit any different than the Holy Spirit you have received? Hello? Hello? Are you sure? Yes. How sure? Very sure. Let's say it loud. Is it any, is the Holy Spirit that they received any different than the Holy Spirit that we received? No, no way. And yet sometimes I think we do. But it's in those moments that when we say that He's not is when I press through and pray. It's in those moments when I come to the end of myself and say, man, I'm either going to get well or I'm going to die. I know what that feels like. It's in those moments that when we have to have a hard conversation with someone that we know that's been doing something that we know that's not the best for them and we got to press through ourselves and in the most loving way ever say, dude, I love you, but I can't let you go with me tonight. Dude, with everything in me, this isn't beneficial. It's outrageous love. It's honest love. It's transparent love. It's love that doesn't fake. It's love that empowers. Why did Jesus know that He had to blow the Holy Spirit on the guys in that moment? Why? Come on. Needed it. Yes, why do I need Him? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go forward. So the, the scene, it's days later, alright? And, and the scene is similar to when Jesus... You remember when Jesus first saw the guys? They were what? Most of them were fishing. Right? And He said two words, follow me. And they drop net and they start following. Well, by this time we know, in chapter 21, this will be the third time that Jesus sees the guys. Alright? They're out fishing and they see someone on the shore. So they don't really know who it is at first. And it, it, if anybody that's ever been out on a lake, you, you wave at everybody that goes by in the boat, don't you? How's the fishing? Catching anything? You know, I just love it. Catching anything? And I used to love, they used to wear my daddy out, man, if we were out catfishing, if somebody got close to him. I was like, Daddy, it's a pretty big lake. It's okay. There's a lot of fish down there, aren't there? Son, they're on top of us. All right. But on this particular day, the old boy, we see here in, in verse 2, look at there, it says in chapter 21, verse 2, several of the disciples were Thomas, Nathaniel, 
sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, and two other disciples, and Simon Peter on there. And the thing is, I'm just going to let the Word paint the scene for you. Check this out. It's in verse 4. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who He was. He called out, Fellas, have you caught any fish? So it had to be kind of loud, don't you think? Hey! You boys catching anything? No! <laughs> the, the old boys weren't the best fishermen in the world, I don't believe. No wonder they followed him. Say, man, we're starving. <laughs> then he said, this is Jesus in verse 6, he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. Same thing he said before. So they did, and they couldn't haul the net because there were so many fish in it. Another record catch. And at that moment, so then verse 7, then the disciple Jesus loved. I love that. That's John. John's writing a letter, and he goes, man, I know Jesus loves me. And that's how he referred to him. The disciple that outran Peter. If you went back and read that, the disciple that outran Peter to see the empty tomb. So John's very matter of fact, Jesus loves me. This I know. And then he said, it's the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, jumped into the water, and headed to the shore. You remember the first time you saw the ocean? Now, I didn't do this because I'm not the biggest fan of water. But I've seen our kids do it. And the running into the ocean just wide open, just splashing all over the place, you know, just almost falling over yourself, right? And so here's Peter for the third time and the guys for the third time getting to hang out now with the resurrected Jesus. How quick does the boat get to the shore? That's Jesus. And let's not forget what happened a few days earlier. Who did He breathe into them? So they get to shore. Jesus has got breakfast made. He's always serving. He washed feet. He's helping them catch fish. They get on the shore. He says, you want to eat? It's been a long night for you boys. And they eat. And after they eat, he starts having a conversation. And the thing that kind of blows me away before we dive into this is that paint the picture with you being there. You've been up all night fishing. You've been working. To no avail. You've come up empty. Until Jesus comes on the scene and your nets are full. So there's work to be done when you catch fish. They don't clean themselves. It's a nasty, nasty chore to do. Record catch, cleaning the fish for their livelihood. They eat. Hours have gone by. They're wiped out. Had to be. So I don't know about y'all, but after I've had a full day, after I've got a full belly, I'm ready to kick back and go, ah, 
sleep time. Start rubbing that belly. I'm going to bed. Right? Not Jesus. He stirs him up a little bit. After breakfast, this is verse 15. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs. One thing that intrigues me about that verse is the fact that could Jesus, if you say, look, Peter, do you love me more than you love these guys? Or could he have been saying, Peter, they love me. Do you love me more than they do? But then Jesus goes on and He says, Look, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. And (laughs) Peter said, You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep. Third time, verse 17, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And by this time, Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question the third time. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. And so a lot of folks at times will focus in on Jesus asking Simon to love. What I want us to focus on is that Jesus said, verse 15, feed my sheep, feed my lamb. Verse 16, He says, take care of them. Take care of them. Then He comes back in verse 17 and says, feed. Peter never asked how. And see what he's what Jesus is saying in that moment. He's saying, look, he said, what I want you to do is I want you to help provide for the spiritual well being. It's the Greek word bosco. Peter, help take care of the spiritual wellness of everyone. The second piece of it shepherd them. Nourish them. Nourish what their soul needs. And then he comes back and finishes it up and says, give them what their spiritual state, what their spiritual soul needs. Someone comes up to you and asks a question. I want you to help nourish my soul. What's your, what, what's your next step with them? How do you take care of the lamb in your homes? How do we tend to and care for the sheep in our schools? How do we care for and take care of the spiritual well-being of those in our community? I sure do. Let's play with that for a second. You have to know them well enough to know what they need. You have to know them well enough to know what they need. Let's put it in our hoop. What do you need? How many would love to have their soul nourished on a daily basis? Raise your hand. Yeah, right on. That's all of us. Now the next piece is, what does that look like For me, Lord. And are there others that are in the similar 
frame of life or frame of heart to join with me so that we can nourish each other's souls. That we can look after each other's spiritual well-being. So how do we do that, gang? Come on. How do you coach them up? You're great at it. First love. What else? Make dinner for somebody. I love that. Make dinner for somebody. Somebody over here. Prayer. Prayer. What's your deal? Invite them into your home. What else? Tell your story. Huge. Tell your. He said, "Tell your story at home." It's huge. Yes. Who do you have to know who you are in order to be transparent? Yes, sir. Share. Absolutely, bro. Make Valentine's for everybody. <laughs> Boom. I remember my first Valentine box, Ryder. Sure do. I was just hoping Mary Lee Ship put a card in there. <laughs> mm. Beautiful. It's beautiful. As we start to, to wind this up, here's, here's how I want to put action and application and help encourage you in it. Is number one, is my soul malnourished? That's a yes or a no for you. Maybe sometimes you just don't know. What does a nourished soul look and feel like? Start asking those questions with others that you, and I got my hand up in there, that you think have got their souls nourished. I'm looking in the room and I'm looking at most everyone in here knows how to do that. And a lot of times we have to remind and go, man, you, you, you love wherever you are. That's nourishment. It never fails. <laughs> love never fails. So let's keep hooking our wagon to Him, the one that provides the love through us. And then in the midst of Him blowing the Holy Spirit in us, when I don't want to love, guess who starts to love? It has nothing to do with that person I'm looking at in that moment. I get that a lot of times it does. So going back to it, how do I want my soul nourished? Who do I trust in my group of people to be able to do that. We've got all the social media in the world, gang, to create connection. When you're willing, there's others that will meet to you. Yes. I want to live that. And for the first piece of it, you may not ever open up this. Picture this. Peter had a Tamara after he had this conversation with Jesus. What do you think his conversations looked like with the guys he was fishing with the next day? How did he nourish their souls? How did he allow his to be nourished? Any thoughts? Amen. Sharing it. 
What's the best way for you to share? What's the best way for you to live out your DNA? Where do you get that chance to do that the most? Come on. Work. Work. Family. Our loved ones. Amen. Where else? Bingo. Wherever I am. All the time. He's never not in me. It's wherever I go. And the honesty of it is, is whenever we get to the point of getting weary, that we bring others in and say, man, will you help hold my arms up? Man, I'm so stinking tired. Most of the world, we won't say, no, I'm good. I love y'all. Here's what we're going to do. Because see, he was sending them out in liberty and freedom. We're about to do that with Josh and his family. Uh, we get we get a beautiful chance to live life with folks uh, on a weekly basis, and so uh, there's some guys that are. Uh, I'm hoping I told this to Josh and his bride. Man, I live. I hope it's not the last time we see you. But as we transition into different stages of life, it's like I shared with him a while ago. Him being a Marine, he understands what it looks and feels like to have a base camp. He's got these new orders now. He's got this new mission. He's got a new commander-in-chief sitting inside him that he understands a whole lot more fully today than I believe when he first walked through the door. And that happened with a lot of people discipling him day in, day out. Him loving and them loving him back. So what I want to do is, can I move y'all over here just a little bit? The family, put y'all just right here. What we want to do is pray them out. So we'll start playing over them. Uh, guys, this will be very loose. Um...